Welcome to Living as Latinas. I'm Jackie and I have my co-host here, Audi. Hello. This week, we're going to be talking about death and what it means to die. Um, why people are so afraid of dying. It's something that culturally, you know, people have a really hard time talking about and processing. So how can we change these viewpoints so that we don't feel like we're missing out on things in our life? Um, if you felt this way or know someone who feels this way, sit back and listen as we discuss death and dying. Yes, so why is this topic so fearful for people? Oh, what do you think? I mean, I know why I feel like people are so afraid of it. I, I think it has to do with the fact that we think that is over. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like most people think that um, once you die, that's it. No more. You're gone forever. Yeah. Gone forever. Yeah. What is death? Like, I, I was trying to kind of do the research for this, and I and I found people, like, mostly when people think about death, you know, they think of it as, like, the act or the fact of dying or being killed, right? Um, mm-hmm. So that's, like, your, the end of life, the end of your organism. You stop breathing, your blood is not flowing. Your brain is not active. Like, yeah. Poof. You're done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why, do you, why is that so... Why do people fear that? You know? Why do they think... I, I, I really think that it has to do with the lens that you look at it. And I'll give you an example, right? So, before... Um, let's say five years ago, Mm -hmm. if you asked me about death, I would have said something like, oh my God, no, right? Let's just not talk about that because I have to do so many things. But in general, I've never really been afraid of death. Mm -hmm. And I always thought that it has to do with the fact that then God I have not lost many people in my life. And so maybe that's part of it, that I haven't been exposed to it so much that I am afraid of it, maybe. Mm -hmm. Or maybe it's just the fact that I'm not really afraid of it. Like when I think about dying, I'm not afraid of dying. I'm more afraid of leaving my kids without a mom, for example. You see what I'm saying? And that's reasonable, right? You you don't want you feel like like as a mom, you think like, oh, nobody's gonna take care of them as good as I am. Exactly. You know, and, and I and I get that. I get that fear that people might have because of that. Um, yeah. You know, a, a lot of things that, that people also like when you think about death is like the FOMO. <laughs> you know, and that that's a, that. Yeah. Fear of missing out. <laughs> the same reason why my kids don't want to go to take a nap (laughs) they think that something exciting is gonna happen the moment that they go take a nap just like people feel like you know when they're gonna pass it when they die or they pass away like 
you know, like they're going to miss out on so many things, like whether, mm-hmm. you know, graduations, weddings, like special moments in people's lives. And, and I get that, you know, like those are those are happy things, you know, um, mm-hmm. that you want to be a part of. But you can't like if it's not if, if you're not going to be there, you know, we can't control like, oh, I'm going to be alive until, you know, January 7th, because January 5th, my daughter's getting married. Like, exactly. exactly. We don't have that little time clock that says, like, yo, okay, vamos, pause. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's not how it works. And I've always heard people say things like that, you know, like, oh, I, I wish to be here, like, to see my grandchildren, or mm-hmm. I wish to be here to see my daughter get married and things like that. And, and that is exciting. And I think that that is a really good reason to to want to be alive. But like you said, we don't know. And it is that dying is the craziest thing, Jakira, because it's the only thing that you know for a fact that is going to happen. Like there's no way around it. You are going <laughs> to. OK, like there's, you know, and being that is the only thing that you can be sure that is going to happen. It's also the most freaking like fearful thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And maybe that is what it is that you know for a fact that it's gonna happen. There's no if, it's when. Right? Yeah. And and one of the things that I found out when I was doing my research for this is like, you know, like younger people have more of a fear of death than older people. Hmm. Um, and they said that because like older people have been around longer, right? they've done more they've processed more and they're not so afraid because they're like you know what like I had a good life like I did what I had to do you know I worked or you know my kids are older or -hmm. whatever it may be and they're like you know it's my time to go and they're they're more apt to accept death um so that it's it's less fearful for them which I thought was really cool really cool and really interesting because maybe it has to do with the fact that you're more mature and that you are okay with understanding or accepting that that's how it goes. Mm. You know what I mean? Maybe when we are younger, we don't want to accept it. We know it's true. We know it's going to happen for Mm -hmm. sure. Mm -hmm. But we are not, not right now. I mean, hello, I got things to do. Yeah, right? You're like, oh my God, I didn't buy the car that I wanted yet and drive 110 miles per hour on the highway. I know. What do you mean buying? No, we got things to do. Exactly. Yeah. But that is is really interesting. Mm -hmm. It, It would be really interesting to know kids, for example. You know, that that's not a conversation that you have regularly. Um, but it would be interesting to know what they think it is without you, um, like before you put thoughts in their heads, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because they're probably on that side with the older people. They're just like, what? Yeah, whatever. Like that's nothing. The thing that happens, you know, and then people go to heaven and it's fine. Yeah. It's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. <laughs> it's not a big deal. They just move to another place. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But but you know what I've always had problems not accepting that people are gonna die, 
but more so um, knowing what to do when someone dies. You know what I mean? Like not feeling adequate, not feeling that I have the right words to tell people. Mm. And, and that is the most uncomfortable thing to me because I don't know, like, I, I don't know how to act. <laughs> I don't know what to say because I feel like the things that I, that I really want to say are wrong to say to someone. Mm. You know what I mean? Because they're in pain. And you don't want people telling you that it's fine. <laughs> oh, it's fine. You're going to get over it. It's just exactly. That would be mean. <laughs> I know. But but I, I, I have a hard time with that. Yeah. But we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that um, towards the end. Um, some other, like, some other things that I've noticed when I was doing the research, too, is, like, you know, like, religious belief people who are super religious or are have a good like religious foundation are actually more fear fearful of death um than what we think and and so like you know um when you think about it like you would think that oh you know they understand that like when you leave here you're gonna go to a different place and everything's mm-hmm. gonna become but then at the same time, they know, and then in my brain thinks like, okay, so they know that if they did something here that they weren't supposed to, and they're not living, they're living in sin, whatever it may be, they know that they're automatically going to like a different place. That's probably not good. Right. And so yeah. that maybe that's why they're more fearful of it. Like, mm-hmm. oh my God, I didn't get to, you know, repent. I didn't get to, you know, do live my life like I should have. So I don't know where, where I'm going when I leave. Yeah. Like not not knowing for a fact if you're done enough to be able to go to the good place. Mm-hmm. Doubting it. Yeah. Yeah. And that can be scary. That can be so scary. That sounds really scary to me. <laughs> Which I Seriously. can see definitely why they'd be afraid. I'd be like, okay, yeah. Oye tu ultimo dia, you know. I'd be like, no, give me five minutes. Let me just make sure. <laughs> <laughs> Let me do like, like, you know, a rundown. Yeah. (laughs) Let me do what I have to do really quickly. (laughs) No, but, but, but that, that sounds really scary. Having only two options for after you die, but while you're alive, there's too many things, too many opportunities to do the wrong thing, you know? Mm -hmm. So I can see why more religious people would be more afraid. That makes sense. Yeah, definitely. What ha- What do you think, what are some other common possibilities, Audie? I think that the way I see it now, the way I see death now, it's based on just thinking that everything is energy, right? And mm-hmm. so if we think about it that way, there's no end. Energy doesn't get destroyed. Mm-hmm. So you just, you change. And I don't know if this is going to sound bad, but the image that I get in my head when I think about it that way is, you know, you're done being a human and you go in the ground and you kind of become food Mm -hmm. 
and you also become, um, I don't know how to say that, but you know the thing that you put in the plants so that the plants grow? Mm-hmm. Um, Abono. I don't know how to say that in English, but. I know what you mean. <laughs> so you, you, so technically the way I see it, you, you're done with being a human, but you become something else and you're still helping. You're still doing something. You have a job, so. You still have a job, exactly. And whenever I think about it that way, it becomes something magical, I guess. Like, there's no fear there. It's more about, okay, I do this, and then when I'm done doing this, I do something else. Your job's never done, right? Exactly. That's a very peaceful way, I think, of thinking about it. Um, not that the worms are going to be eating you and stuff like that, or <laughs> when you think about it, but that you're still able to help, like, the environment and Mother Earth, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, you know, it's like the cycle of life. It's just recreating. And that's exactly. What mm-hmm. Exactly. Because when you think about destruction and you think about what um, we were talking about earlier, about going to heaven or hell and all of those things. It just becomes a cycle of fear and and not knowing what is best, not knowing how to be or who to be. And it should be the other way around. It should be you become who you are the best way that you can. And then you keep going until you can anymore. And then you become something else mm-hmm. in a different way. Yeah. And and I also see like people who um are afraid of death, like when they think about death, right? They think about some people have this like misconception of death. So like there there can be different types of death. There could be like the slow, long, dragged out death. Mm-hmm. There can be the very sudden accident death, um, or they can just be the the end of life death, right? Like right. Yeah, it's you know you're a hundred years old. You lived your life, <laughs> so it's okay. Like, <laughs> and and I think that all those different types of death have a, a level of fear associated with it yeah. that are, are greater than others. Right. Yeah. Um, Cause when you think about like for me, for instance, like if I die, like I want either the long-term I'm old age death. Right. Or, um, you know, that's the only one that I really want. She's <laughs> like, let me see. No, that's it. Yeah, that's it, right? <laughs> because if you think about the other ones, like the long dragged out death, you know, like you're living with a disease and you're in pain and you're suffering, like that doesn't seem like you have a really good quality of life, you know? Yeah, um, that is true. And actually, I don't mind the death that's sudden either because you don't really feel it. Like you don't you don't know, you're not expecting it. It just happens. So like, why not, right? <laughs> so... That's actually my second option. <laughs> that would be the second option. And, and that and I saw this quote. And what it was saying was, so the person um, had cancer. Mm-hmm. And the doctors were telling them that it would be a good idea to have another surgery. Mm-hmm. Apparently, this person had many surgeries before. And their answer was, no, I'm not having another surgery. 
I'm done. And it's not because I'm depressed and because I want to die. It's because I am ready. I did everything that I could. Doctors did what they could. My body is done. Mm -hmm. And so I want to die with dignity. And I read that and I was like, that is so true. Dignity. And that's exactly what it means. Mm -hmm. You know when, when, like, that's it. It's done. It's over with. And I want to go in a way that is dignified. Like you were saying, like, I don't want to be dragging it out, knowing that it's still going to happen. Yeah, right. And you (laughs) suffer. And people around you suffer more because, you know, they're seeing you in that way. And I thought that was beautiful because that is you making a conscious decision about how you want to go, basically. Yeah. I had a, I had an experience like that. So, like, my dad, I think it was, like, maybe four years ago now that he passed away. It was in 25 years ago. Um, he had cancer, right? And for him his decisions on whether or not to get treatment was like, I don't want to lose his, his like looks were very important for him. Um, it was, you know, like he didn't want to lose his hair. He, mm-hmm. he didn't want to take medications that were going to make him feel like crap 90% of the time. Um, you know? And so he chose, he was like, you know what? Like, no, I'm not taking this treatment. Like, I'll take maybe something that'll prolong my life for a little bit. Just, you know, like if I need to see people and I need to do certain right. things and get my my stuff in order, I'm able to do that. But I'm not going to take something that I don't know that's going to do more harm to me in the meantime. Mm-hmm. And you guys are going to suffer. And and that's exactly what he did. He was just like, you know, like, no. And people were mad at him. And I remember like myself going through the process of like grieving while he was alive and I was just like like why don't you why doesn't he just do it like why doesn't he just get Mm -hmm. the the radiation or the chemo the whatever and I'm just like but like in my head I didn't understand but the thing for him that was really important was the dignity piece like he wanted to die to have his hair he wanted to look like himself when he passed away and for people mm-hmm. to remember him like that versus something totally different that we sometimes see and I was just like you know like after the fact I got it and I was just like I was like oh wow like that's that's amazing that he was still able to do those things you know in his that in his is time. amazing yeah. and it's also a really good example of someone who has strength, dignity, and mm-hmm. someone who knows what is best for them. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes when it comes to um, treatments and things like that, we do things not because of ourselves. We do it because we don't want other people to suffer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is nice, but that's not how it should be. You do it for yourself. You think about what is best for me. And then you hope that your family and your friends are going to get it. Mm-hmm. And if they don't, then it's on them, not you. Because yeah. that's exactly what he did. He made a decision based on what was best for him. And I can see how that would be really difficult to understand, like as a daughter or anybody else around him. 
Happy, like, no, está como medio loco. Like, I got to sign your papers. <laughs> yeah, let, let's, let's talk to more people about this because it doesn't sound right. Yeah. But no, definitely was his choice, and I'm glad that he was able to make that. And people should be able to do those things for themselves. Or have exactly. somebody that you know in your family that's going to align with what you choose, you know? Make somebody, mm-hmm. like... Um, your healthcare proxy have something in writing saying like Eto son lo mi, mi deseo. like this is my wishes of what I want for myself like you guys need to complete con todo esto you know and and, right. and do it and be okay with it even if you're not okay with it be okay with it because it's not your choice right. so. respect their decision and you know that I've always told my husband that if I ever um hooked up to the machines and stuff, like brain dead or whatever, what do you call it? Mm-hmm. And coma, I mm-hmm. guess. I always told him not to disconnect me, right? Because, you know, I'm coming back. I'm just <laughs> trying different things, don't, right? And just last year, I I had a conversation with him and these conversations, you can picture these conversations, right? For me, it's like, yeah, let's just have, a, a cool conversation about dying and to him it's like are you okay who talks <laughs> about this like what why why are you telling me these things like, because it's important so i last year i had another conversation with him and i told them never mind what i said <laughs> forget <laughs> it you know you try some things, right? It's not the que, hey, yeah, se murió, bye-bye. You know, you you try some things, but don't, don't do it like that because imagine your kids, your husband, everybody, your family, your friends seeing you in that way for years sometimes for nothing to change. Mm-hmm. It's prolonging your pain. And it's not even helping anything because you're probably not going to come back. Mm-hmm. It's just there. It's just your body, right? And before, I I wanted to be, I, I didn't want to be disconnected because, you know, I was thinking, you know, I'm probably going to be trying to come back. Don't, <laughs> don't do that to me. <laughs> but after the kids, I think, I don't know, something changed. And, and I was like, no, don't, I don't want to do that to you, mm-hmm. having that responsibility, but I also don't want to do that to my kids. They're going to be in pain, obviously, but they're going to be in more pain if they have to go to the hospital to see their mom and to hope that one day they're going to go and my eyes are going to be open when they're not. Yeah. Yeah. It's a difficult choice to make. It's a difficult choice, but I think that that's where um, acceptance comes in. Mm-hmm. Just knowing that it's going to happen and accepting that it's okay. I mean, it happens every day. Mm-hmm. And and with everything that happened last year um, and everything that continues to happen this year, I think it's been even more important to, to have these conversations because... <laughs> I don't, I don't think people do. And, and I've been told before that it's tasteless to talk about death and dying. Really? Yes. 
and and that was my grandmother because I would make jokes about you know oh you know when I die and and she and she actually one day she told me that was tasteless that's nothing to to play around and I said well that is normal to die is the most normal thing there is right Mm -hmm. and I'm not afraid of it and I know all of you are gonna die before me that's what I said just to tease her and and so I'm just getting ready and she she was really serious when she said that we should not be talking about death and dying which is really interesting yeah And, and that brings us to our next topic like like Latinos viewpoints, right? So if you think about like growing up um, and, you know, like generally I feel like um, Latinos most, depending on where they come from, right? In their religion mm-hmm. and stuff like that, most are are accepting of death, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you agree with me or not, but I feel like when a lot of them are religious, right? And so like they think about, you know, oh, they're going to a better place. They're better no longer place. suffering. Um, you know, people who who have like the diseases and the things like that. Like, oh, they're no longer here, but it's okay. Y eso como que le daba una calma y una paz, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you have different families because there's always other types of families where you know maybe something traumatic happened to them growing up. Um, maybe they never got over the loss of somebody in their life. And they're carrying that with them, yeah. And then it, it it sounds like that when your 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 grandmother was talking about mm-hmm. death, right? It sounds like she, ella pasó por algo in her life that really um, affected her, and and for her, the topic of death and dying is really traumatic because it brings back those memories. And it's interesting because I actually asked, "What about dying? It's so bad." like for you, like what happened? And she, what she explained was that not knowing how you're going to die, you know you're going to die, but you don't know how. Mm -hmm. And she definitely doesn't want to die in a bed. Mm. And she said, I don't want to be a burden to other people. And I don't want to have to depend on other people. And when she said that, it was really interesting because it's to the way she looks at it, it's not even about the fact that you're no longer going to be here. It's the process that she fears. Yeah. That's so I thought that was interesting. Yeah, that's very interesting. Um, you know, it would be cu- curious to see if there was somebody in her life, right? that maybe she saw them like she doesn't want to be a burden like maybe she uh-huh. felt like she had to take care of somebody else or saw that in her mom or something that mm-hmm. they, they're mm-hmm. just like you know what like that's not the life that I want like you know and and I think in those moments if if there's people like that in your family definitely have those conversations like I know yeah. I had a discussion and I and and like for me it was so uncomfortable to have this discussion with my mom and I am the closest with my mom. My mom's my best friend. I tell her everything. She tells me everything. Like, we're always together, you know? And and I and before I had this discussion with her, I was like, I need to prepare myself 
to have this discussion with her because just the mm-hmm. thought of her dying for me makes me very emotional, right. you know. And 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 so I was like, okay, I gotta prepare myself. I gotta be strong. I gotta I gotta put a face on. Like I gotta do all these things. And then then I practiced it with my sister. And I was like, do you want to have this discussion instead? <laughs> Like, come on, like, do this. And, and, you know, like, my sister's close to my mom, too. And I was just like, why don't you ask her? And then, you know, like, or maybe you can meet with her for lunch and just bring this up casually in a casual Oh, yeah, casually over lunch. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, that's a great idea. You know, and then I think, like, I was like, you know, like, I, we need to have these conversations with the people that we love because, yeah. you know, like... You never know what may happen. People are not getting younger. We're all getting closer to to dying and to death, right? Every mm-hmm. day that passes. And it's like, you know, like I want to honor my mom in the best way that I can. And I want to make sure that all of the things that she wants for herself, like I don't want her to feel like she's a burden. Like, you know, a lot of right. times when people pass away, it's like, oh, que tenemos que coleta dinero, que mm-hmm. we don't know what we're going to do, and, you know, we don't have money for this, or what we're going to bury her, or, like, all these things, right? So, like, I'm always thinking ahead of time, like, okay, I have my money separate for that. Mm-hmm. I, you know, like, what color do you want? What design do you want? What do you want to be wearing? What music do you want? Who do you want to have talk? Yo tengo todo eso, mi nota. Yeah, I'm, I'm prepared. I, ha- I had that discussion with her, and and it was, like, hard, but I was like, you know what, like, I need to do this because who How else? is she having that um, conversation? She was a lot calmer than I was. <laughs> of course. And, and then I think it's it, it goes back to our point, you know, like she's older. She's lived a good life. You know, she's fine. She's comfortable. She knows this is the process of life. She's seen her kids grow up. Mm-hmm. She gets to spend time with her grandchildren all the time, you know, so she's in a good place. Right. So it's like, you know, like, esto es parte de la vida. So it's un proceso. And it's okay. We can talk about this. It's okay. And it's good that we're talking about it because these are things that are important to her. And I want to be able to honor her. You know what I mean? So, but she was a lot calmer than I was. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. But, but you said something really good, which is you want to honor her. And I think that, you know, death and dying becomes this big, um, untalkable thing mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. we put it in a place, in a dark place, and it doesn't have to be yeah. in a dark place. It can be like exactly what you're talking about. It can be about honor, about love. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to do for you when you're not here what you wanted. Exactly. Right. And in order for me to do that, obviously, we have to have a conversation about it. Is it going to be difficult? Yes. Definitely. Like, even now talking about it, my eyes are all watery. Like, (laughs) but it's part of life, right? It is part of life. And, And I bet your mom, your mom's heart was really happy. Just to know that you're thinking about honoring her. Mm hmm. And what she wants and what she likes. Mm-hmm. And a funny story about my aunt, my favorite aunt. I shouldn't say that, but I just did. Um, <laughs> she, <laughs> I know. <laughs> she used to, you know, me growing up, I used to see her every year. Okay. She would go and take um, 
like you know this passport um pictures oh, that yeah. you take something like that but it was it wasn't for a passport it was for her what do you call it the thing they give out in the wake oh with the people's rec- picture the, the memorial Recolatorio. yeah yeah yes yeah. so every year she would take this picture for hers just because she wanted to make sure that she looks pretty in her thingy. And it She's was my the hero. funniest thing to me <laughs> growing up and seeing this, and you know, and these conversations around it. To me, I think that that's where I got um, my calmness about it because I grew up seeing her doing this every year. And she would give it to my mom and she'd be like, Mira. Make sure, because I don't want to be looking like a crazy person. Because everybody will have a picture of me. Just this is this is the one I want, and which is interesting that I remember that because I'm when we're done, I'm gonna ask her what happened. Because now you're older, you probably look crazier, and I haven't <laughs> seen you taking your picture. <laughs> She's but probably yeah, like, she use the that. last one from like 10 years ago, you know, like the good yeah, no, one. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> but she used to do that every year. She would do that and give it to my mom. So she had like a, a shoebox full of pictures, selfies, what we no, call it no, now, no, right? No, no. Of herself um, getting ready, you know, in case something happens. And I, and I think about like, you know, like when you think about death, how how should we teach this to ourselves? Like what messages should we give the people around us so that they can accept it and be like lighter about it? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, I think one of the ways um, it's, it's not necessarily how we see death, but more how we see life. So if you see life, in, in that you're here with a purpose and you're here to do something, something great. Mm-hmm. That's what I would say. Yeah. <laughs> um, that, just with that, there's an understanding that there's an end to it. Because if you're here to do something, if you're here with a purpose, that one day you're going to fulfill that purpose. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of, going to be done with your work here and so if you I think that if you just go with that and not really not forget about the death part but more enjoy while you're here then you don't have to worry so much about when you're going to be done Mm. because you are like enjoying the ride I guess yeah and I I think too like um, understanding, you know, like if you understand, like you said, that th- there's, you know, a set date, right? We're only here for a certain amount of time. Yeah. Then making sure that in that time, like you're loving people, right? Yes. That you're making sure that you are light and you are loving and you are showing this to whoever it may be. It could be un vecino that you don't even like, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But just you doing that to them is going to give them, like, a different viewpoint on life and death. Yeah. And, and, and also to the people around you. And it's going to make you feel like 
you know, like I did what I had to do because I was a good person, you know? Exactly. So that's exactly. a, another good, good thing that we can do. And maybe just talking about it in, in a different way, instead of talking about it as something that, like you were saying at the beginning, like, that's it. You're gone. That's it. You're done. <laughs> Thinking about it more, more um, as a change instead of an end. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like what, what I was talking about, um, energy and stuff. It, it's not a distraction. It's not an end. It's just a different beginning. Mm-hmm. You're like done that. with what you're going to do here. And then you continue on um, somewhere else, hopefully better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and you keep going. And, and just remembering, let's remember that the fact that someone dies doesn't really mean that they die because you have their uh, memories with them. You have the time and and that goes back to what you were saying. That's why you got to live your life as like people say, live your life as if it was the last day or something like that. It's not about um, like living your life in a reckless way. That's not what they're talking about. They're talking about living your life as an, I'm going to love people the best I can. And I'm going to be helpful to everyone I can. I'm going to do all of these things because when I'm gone, they're going to, I'm going to keep living through them. It's the same thing with your kids. You're not supposed to be with your kids forever. It's not how it works. You teach them. Right. Mm-hmm. You plant different seeds and they, 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 they bloom and you're with them forever, but in a different way, not physically, in but in hearts, the things yeah. that you already taught them. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's the same thing in general in the world. We which just go around planting seeds. And then when I hear physically, we'll still be here through memories and pictures and videos and stuff ideas yeah I have a really good example of that um so my father-in-law he is known as the bread man he doesn't own a bodega or anything (laughs) um but he goes like twice a week he'll go to like Tripoli's and he'll go and pick up like 20 sticks of of bread and he gives them out to to different family members and friends and he'll just go drop them off randomly like He'll just That's be like, amazing. oh, here. And then he's always like telling people, like, he just wants people to remember him when he's gone, you know? <laughs> and so that's every like... time they see bread, they're going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and I think that's so powerful. Like, just, you know, like, he's not even thinking about, like, you know, oh, this is money, you know, like, or, or this is like a waste of my time or whatever. It's just like, you know, I have, I can give. So here, you know? Exactly. That's so cool. I really love that. And and he's constructing things with it. Memories, mm-hmm. good time, laughter, mm-hmm. ideas, like I was saying before. It's amazing. And that, that is what it should look like. Because when he's gone, you guys are going to be talking about this forever. <laughs> the bread man. <laughs> exactly. So he will never be gone, gone. Yeah. It'll be a memory for everybody. Be like, oh, remember? 
Exactly. <laughs> and then what probably happens is that a grandchild would be like, I'm going to do that too, because my grandfather used to do that. And it was amazing. And I loved it. So I'm going to do it now. And that is exactly how it works. And so mm-hmm. he lives, he continues to live through his grandchild mm-hmm. or whoever it is or whatever it is. Exactly. So you're not gone, gone. Well, that can only happen in a bad way, I guess, if you're a really bad person and you do really bad things. But let's just do it in a positive way, please. And thank you. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's it's it should. That's how it should be. It's just what it is. Mm -hmm. We die. Definitely. I feel like this topic, I don't even know, like, I just, it's not even out of sadness that tears are, like, coming down my eyes either. It's like, you know, like, you notice, like, these amazing things that, like, people in my life that are doing, you know, like, these these little things, little things that they're doing. But it's just, like, the memory and the impact that they have mm-hmm. on the community, on the people around them, on, like, future generations is so big that, like, it just touches me. So So that's why you see, like, tears coming down my eyes but <laughs> they're and, not bad and, tears <laughs> and, and that is amazing that you say that Jackie because if if we can use death as a catalyst for change for positive change that's amazing mm-hmm. and in most times that is like how it works you see for example a group of teenagers reckless teenagers going 100 miles per hour and then one day one of them has a car accident that has obligado that has to change you it's not that you're not going to drive anymore it's not Mm -hmm. that you're not going to race anymore you probably will but you're going to do it in a way in a whole different way Mm -hmm. because there's no way that you can come back from that the same exactly yeah i'm so true and so when we think about death and dying um, and, and we place it in this other box, not in the dark place, but more, you know, in, a, in another box, it becomes something totally different. It becomes um, something magical, like I was saying before. And, and that might sound really weird to some people because it does sound weird. But... That's, that's how I look at it. Yeah. And then going back to your question in the beginning, you know, like when somebody that we know passes away and we're saying, you know, are sending our condolences to the family. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's easier to say, you know, I'm here for you. Like, if you need me, call me. Like, you know, and reach out to them and be intentional. Like, follow mm-hmm. up. Like, actually be there. Um then, you know, oh, I'm sorry for your loss. I feel like sometimes when you say those things, it like it, it's perceived as like very um, conditional responses that we give to people without actually having emotions behind it. Um, and so that's why I think like it's sometimes hard to know what to say to people, mm-hmm. um, depending on how they their viewpoint is on death, on what process they're going through. Like, are they grieving? Um, are they angry? Are they sad? What stage are they in? All those different things kind of take into effect 
like how we should respond to them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, and I have, um, I went on a hiding mode once in my life from someone because I didn't know what to say. And that is sad because if I was able to do what you just said, it would have been a better experience for both of us, obviously, right? She would have had me there and I wouldn't have to be hiding. But we feel uncomfortable and we don't know what to say. Part of it is because we don't talk about it. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, the thing that you can talk about because it's tasteless, according to my grandmother. Mm-hmm. But it's the thing that we should talk about because it's going to happen. Yeah. And, and if, we got to be prepared. Exactly. And I think that if we knew more about, like, the other person's viewpoints, you know, like, in ese momento, for whoever it was that that person had lost, we it, we would maybe even be able to just hug them and be like, I'm here for you. Mm-hmm. that's it exactly that's perfect you know if you have that connection that you are able to do that and they know because with the, with the hug you feel it right and yeah. you know like like this person's here for me and, and they're gonna remember that versus i'm sorry for your loss you know which doesn't mean anything <sighs> it's just the thing to say mm-hmm. and and i think that that's why to me, it feels really uncomfortable because I don't want to be saying something that I don't feel. I don't know how it is to lose a baby because I haven't. Mm-hmm. I can imagine, but I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. So saying that to someone, it's saying that you do know, but you don't. Mm-hmm. So you're lying. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, fine, whatever. You can do that and, and keep going. But I don't want to do it that way. Like I want to be, like you said, intentional. Mm-hmm. So I just didn't say anything because it felt so uncomfortable not knowing what to say and also not understanding where that person was with her beliefs on death. And that comes from not talking about it. Exactly. Yeah. And after that, I decided that I would just talk about it like a crazy person because <laughs> I don't want to go through that again mm-hmm. that was really uncomfortable mm-hmm. well this is why I wanted to talk about this I feel like we made so many good points you know and and we kind of like gave people a direction that like you know like death is death we're all eventually gonna go there this is the process of life. Um, but we don't have to be so afraid of it. And we can talk about it and support each other and be real. So. And, and just to end with something that my father says many, 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 many times is <laughs> no one has come from death to tell us what it is. So it can be really good. It can be really bad. Who cares? I'm not there yet. I'll get there when I get there. And he always says that um, every time we're talking about something like that or people bring up something about, you know, going to hell and things like that. He's just like, yeah, whatever. 
no one has come back and tell me like what it is. So I'm just not gonna deal with it. I'll deal with it one day when when it's time. Yeah, yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> I'll take that. I don't want anyone coming back and telling me anything about, you know, the afterlife or whatever. Right. I'll deal with it when I deal with it. (laughs) When I get there, I'll deal with it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I think that maybe in the future we, um, we can talk more about, you know, death and dying maybe talking about the grieving process um, because I think there's a lot there, a lot of um, shoulds and shouldn'ts when it comes to how how people think other people should do that. And so maybe we should talk about that um, in the future because yeah. I think that's interesting too. Definitely. And I think if you guys know um have gone through this process you know let us know leave us comments like tell us how you feel about death tell us what your parents told you about death and and maybe why you're afraid of it or not afraid of it and and how you choose to live your life because of it you know so leave us comments like subscribe do all those good things (laughs) so so we know you're here and you're listening (laughs) yes yes let us know and so do all of those great things, like, subscribe, share with your friends and family, especially with the grandmothers that don't yes. like talking about death. Share with them. And But in the meantime, enjoy your week and remember to always be kind to others. Thank you. Bye.